I want you to turn your Bible to Mark chapter 14, if you bring your Bible. Uh, If not, I'll read it for you. Uh, And uh, let the Word of God speak to you. How many of you are ready to be blessed this morning? Yes? Yes, yes. And the Lord has been amazing. So before we read the scripture, I just want you to us allow the Holy Spirit to speak the word of God to you. This is the word of God from, from Mark 14. I'm going to read from verse 3. Receive the word of God. And being in Bethany... At the house of Simon, the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish... You may do them good, but me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. 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 I assuredly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. I want to emphasize that verse 9 again. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Today, I want to finish the series with Legacy. This is the eighth in the series that we have done, and I want to end it with legacy. And I want to talk about legacy and what, how do we have a good legacy? Do you think about the legacy that you want to leave behind for your wife, for your husband, for your children, the community that, community that you live in? Sometimes we are all so focused living our life living our life daily and so focused on our need, on ourselves, that we don't have time to think about the impact that we want to leave behind. I am thinking and praying for the legacy that I want to leave behind here for the church. And setting up and working with God that the work of the Lord will continue in this church. The same thing, the legacy for my my wife and I with our kids and praying that we are not just living daily. When you live like Jesus, you're going to think about the legacy that you want to leave behind. When you live like Jesus, you're going to be concerned, compassionate 
about how you live your life that makes an impact to the people around you and the community and the city. So one of the ways that you can have a legacy is being accountable. Be accountable. Accountable to what? Accountable to all the gifts and talents that God has given to you. When you have accountability to your wife, to your children, to the people that are around you, you can make an impact in their life. Right? So a legacy is accountability. And this, and this principle, even they used in big company, but more so in the Bible. God has talked about being accountable. And I want to lay it out for you today. I want to lay it out for you today. Why we need to be accountable. Look at this. When we read the scripture of Mary, I want to set it up with her. Right? So this, in Mark 14, the name of the woman is not named. Do you know that? Her name is not there. So this woman is, has created a legacy that has lasted more than 2,000 years. Wherever the gospel is preached, we are still talking about this woman as a memorial. That's a glorious, wonderful legacy that I would want to have. That I would want to have. Now who is this woman? Right? So when we read the whole picture, we know that she, she is probably... The daughter of Simon the leper. Because Simon owns that house. Simon the leper is there. And she is probably the sister of Martha. Well, you read more is not probable. So Simon is the father of Mary and Martha. So we're talking about Mary of Bethany. Now, when you read the scripture, even in John, when you read in Luke, uh, she is not Mary of Bethany. How is she known? The sister of Martha. See? Okay? She is not Mary of Bethany. The name is not named in Mark 14. When we read other gospel and account, she is the sister of Martha. Martha outshines her. She is the daughter of Simon the leper. We never talk about her separately on her own. And how many people, how many of us live like that in the shadow of other people? Many of us. Well, does that prevent and hinder her to impact the world? No. This is what I want to say today. You may feel very ordinary, and you may feel that you grew up in the shadow of other people's life, but the nameless woman, a sister of Martha, had a legacy that lasted more than 2,000 years and will continue to do so. Why did she have such a legacy? Legacy is built on conviction. Legacies are built on conviction. And when you align your values, your principles, and your priorities to your conviction, then your life's work may last for generations. Okay? So stay with me on this. Don't let your mind wander today. Okay? Stay with me on this because we are in this to partner with God. It is very important message that can change your life and have a breakthrough in your life. I went to uh, visit our board president at his workplace in uh, Amazon in Sunnyvale campus. Now, um, and uh, they have a nice place to eat, so he fed me. Um, uh, but why I went there is because, you know, by the way, our port president has great leadership principles and qualities. Do you know that? 
And part of it, I feel, is because he works at Amazon. And Amazon has great 14 leadership principles. And I want to share some of the things. So give a big hand to our uh, board president, who is a great asset to our church, right? To our church. Now, um, uh, uh, shortly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. I want to tie this with people that live here today in this current situation. So Jeff Bezos, he's the uh, founder of Amazon. So when, from Princeton, graduate and working at uh, Wall Street, having a great job, when he told his mom and dad that he's going to start Amazon and going to sell books online, uh, he was kind of worried what the parents will say. He said, I'm coming Thanksgiving. Please don't get upset with me, but I want to share something. And he said, I'm going to start this e-commerce online uh, business. Uh, and you know what the, uh, what the father said? What's internet? <laughs> right? And the mother said, by the way, don't leave the job. Can you do your work in the weekend? This Amazon thing, right? Uh, and he asked them to uh, invest uh, $50,000 in Amazon. And so both of them, Mike and uh, the father and mother, even though they don't understand, or they didn't understand what he was going to do, they believed in Jeff. So they invested the money on him. And Jeff also had the conviction of what he wants to do. See, Today, well, he is one of the richest men in the world. $139 billion something, right? Uh, and still counting. Uh, 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 and how did he build his legacy? He built on his conviction. Okay. But you and I, I'm just sharing his life because I was visiting our board president at Amazon and it hit me. Right? Um, one of the principles that, uh, the first principle in Amazon, the leadership, I just summarize it, is obsessed customer, right? Be obsessed with the customer. Do the best quality. Give the best quality and service for them. But the second principle I like is leadership. Leaders are owners. Leaders act thinking about the long term, not just based on the short term result. Okay? And leaders never say, that's not my job. They work with the team and work together with the team. I like that number two. And you see how these principles have impacted his life? You can go home and read the 14 principles um, of the Amazon. And most of them, I feel like, very spiritual uh, uh, principles, like frugality. It's one of the spiritual disciplines. It's there in the Amazon principle. But what I want to say is, you, we may not be a founder of a giant tech company like Steve Jobs and Zuckerberg and uh, Jeff. We can be like Mary, just an ordinary person, convicted of our faith and who of who Jesus is, and we can change the life and change the world. So this is not a makeup story. 
So be encouraged, right? It's a memorial. So what is Mary's legacy? Um, her devotion. Her devotion is a legacy, right? Her devotion will be told as a memorial wherever the gospel is preached. So Mary built her legacy on her conviction. On her conviction. Now when you look at the scripture, you go back to look. How did she have this conviction? I want to talk about that. How did she have this? You remember the story when Jesus visited Bethany? Uh, her sister Martha was busy cooking food. You remember that story? And she got so agitated with Mary. What was she doing? She was sitting at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Martha was so agitated with Mary because Mary is not helping. Okay? Um, that, is, that was when she got all this conviction that Jesus is the Messiah. She was convinced that Jesus was the Messiah. And Jesus, in fact, had to say, and she had a sister called Mary who, who sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word. And Mary knew that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was the Son of God. That was her conviction. And she's going to act on those convictions. Right? Mary believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And what did she do? She aligned all her values, all her priorities, all her principles on that conviction. How many of us have convictions? How many of us have values? If I were to say, what is your value in your life? What's your personal value in your life? How would you tell other people that this is my value? Okay. For example, one of my number one value is that I will do everything, all the skills, talents, and gifts that God has given me to invest in people's life that they will have better quality of life. Right? That they will find the intent of God, why they created them. That's one of my value. So people is my value. So I will align my priorities, my values, and principles based on how to invest in people's life. Because people is one of my value. So for you, it could be like faith is my value, family is my value. Right? So what is your value? What is your priorities? You say that you believe in God. You say that you believe in Jesus. By the way, even Satan believes that he is God. But does he align his value and priorities and principles to expand the kingdom of God? No, no. So you may say, I believe in God. I, I, I'm a disciple of God. But what are your values? How are you aligning your values, your principles, and your priorities? So you go back and look at that. And that will give you what kind of legacy you will leave behind. We used to say very regularly now, right? My wife and I. That your bank account speaks who you are. Because you, the, the way you spend money tells who you are. And your calendar speaks who you are, the places that you go, the time that you invest in. It speaks about who you are. These are practical things in life. So you go home, 
today, you're doing tax anyway, right? April 15th. I have to skim through from January, uh, from the beginning. You look at how you spend money. You look at the places that you go. The time that you met. The people that you meet. And that will be your legacy. Because all your values, all your time, all your principles. are For Mary, what did she do? She aligned her values. How do we know? She sat at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listening. And Christ had to affirm by saying, what did she say? Mary has chosen the good part. That's where her conviction comes from. How about that? Right? Apply it in our life. I got up this morning and uh, I'm looking at the worship and the slides, what is working, what is not working, uh, when I need to send, what graphics I need to send. And I quickly glance through one of my uh, wife's message to my niece and say, when is Jubilee? I just, it was a pop-up. I said, okay, what is, going, what is this jubilee? Oh, there is going to be a jubilee, a celebration of uh, jubilee for the church in, in my father's hometown where I was born. Right? Now, that made me think about my father and his legacy. And this jubilee probably is going to be very important because it was my father that brought two warring church and village together and created one church. That is one of the biggest church in that area. And they're going to celebrate uh, hundred and, oh no, 75 years or something. Uh, and they're going to celebrate next year. Uh, that's a legacy that I'm proud of my father. You know, that lives on. And I was thinking about that. Oh, these are important legacies. So you think about those legacies. And then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. So she came with this rich perfume, right? Uh, expensive oil. And then she poured it, broke the flask, probably the, the bottleneck, broke it and poured it on his head. I'm like, why? Why would, you know, it, people must be, especially the disciples, what? What are you doing? It's a, it's a very glorious picture there. The way she walks in. People know that it's expensive. And when she pour on it, the fragrance must have filled the space that they were in. It's everywhere. This is, this is an amazing act. Okay? So glorious. Why did she do that? So first is conviction, right? She acted on her anticipation. See? Anticipation of things to come. So this is an action part. We know the Lord is going to come. We know the Lord say He promised us to give the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that if we are faithful in small things, He will give us big things. There are so many things that we know. Even the disciples knew. Because when Lazarus died... When Lazarus died, Jesus has said, I am the resurrection. Do you believe? And when you go back to Luke chapter 9, just in Luke, before this happened, he has said, the Son of Man will destroy the temple and in three days he will rebuild. 
all this teaching about the suffering of Christ, that how he must suffer and die for the sins of the world, Mary believed all these things. And she is now anticipating that this hour is coming soon. According to the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ, this hour is coming very soon. And so she anticipated what Jesus is going to go through. And even if she cannot comprehend the death of the Lord Jesus Christ on the crucifixion, she empathizes it. She has sympathy in her heart. And she wants to do one thing for the Lord Jesus Christ. And what was that? Preparation for his burial. Isn't that amazing? This is long-term planning, short-term action, right? This has eternal consequences. We're still talking about it. So, if you're convicted about something in your life, how are you anticipating or how are you acting upon your conviction? That's what I want to ask you. Because unless we act upon our conviction and anticipate and prepare ourselves for those things, we probably wouldn't have any legacy. Because we are just thinking about it. This is the reason why your pastor has been saying this past two months, February to March, we saw God move in this place. How do we, how do we see? Because many people were saved. Right? Because many people are, uh, were baptized and going to get baptized. People are joining the church. People have been sharing to me and my wife that people that we are praying, they were struggling in marriage and they said, we decided to come back together and work together for reconciliation. So we know God is working. We know, and then we have more people come to us and say, pray for our marriage. Pray for our financial situation. Pray for the job. And we know people got job lately in the even the past two weeks. So how do we know God is working? We see the movement of God. Now, if we just see the movement of God and say, Wow, that's a nice move, by the way. Right? That's a nice move. Wow, we like... Well, if we just look at it and do nothing about it, then it will just pass us by. We anticipate the movement of God in future and we want to prepare ourselves to move along with Him. Right? And so, even doing this CrossFit on March 30th is another stepping stone for the next phase for the church. Because if we do not take care of ourselves and do nothing about our life, we can't make impact in people's life. You have been taking care of your families. You have been taking care of people. You are invested for the church, for your company. Your life, 24 hours, is about people, is about other people, is about children. And we sometimes do not have time to invest in ourselves. What we are saying for March 30th is that take one day to invest in yourself, to better yourself. So you can accomplish and work on your convictions. This is why we do. This is what we do. So we want to move, ahead, move along with God. What is our legacy? Santa Clara First Baptist Church. What is our legacy? This church was built in 1851. Right? Around the time San Francisco became a state. Let's see. And why people were here? They were coming to San Francisco, uh, this area, looking for gold. There was a gold rush. The hunger for gold. People were coming at that time. And this 
was a very uh, materialistic, worldly focused uh, uh, time at that time. It's no different even today, right? We want to make millions and billions. And so they're coming to Silicon Valley. Oh, what happened? What was the change? What was a radical thing that happened there? A church was started. And Santa Clara First Baptist Church was started so that people will focus their attention on the kingdom. So people will remember, if you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. So we are close to, well, I didn't make the count, but I'm sure we're, we're about 170 years, 1851 to now. Oh, number of people, met people, go for it, have fun. Right? Yeah, that's for you there. What's the next phase for us? Right? If you look at our history, I went back to 2000, uh, uh, 2003. That's as far as I could go back. And the history. Right? About 100 people in the beginning when you started. But when you look at our church, we are like, probably the most we have had was maybe 300, 400 I'm not sure. But the numbers that I know, we have been like under 250 with all the records that I know. With all, all the records that I have. We can impact more. We can impact more people if we work on our conviction. Maybe we can break the 250, have a 250 breakthrough. What do we need to do? Even though we have a great legacy of 170 years, maybe we are not breaking out of our mold. What can we do? Then we have to look at us. How are we acting on our convictions? How are we aligning our values? How are we aligning our values? How are we aligning our priorities? Here, in Mark 14, I want to read it again for you in the scripture. When she poured the oil on her head, what was the reaction of the disciples? Some were indignant. You would think everyone was like, wow, what a great smell. Mary, where did you get that? You gave all your savings and bought into the Lord. No, Judas was upset. What is the meaning of indignant? It means grief so much that it turned to anger. The root word is grief. What were, what were they grieve for? Oh, we wasted money. Why did you waste this fragrance? It could be sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor. Really? Really? No, because when Judas raised and she was in, he was indignant, what did the other disciples do? They looked at Judas and said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all criticize this woman sharply. The Greek word is, it's a root word from the snorting of the horse, right? It's like, I don't know how to do this. Anybody can snort like a horse here? But you can say, something like that, right? That's good, yeah. So they were snorting like that. They were angry, it's visible. You can feel it. They criticized sharply. Why? Because she had devotion on the Lord and acted on her conviction. Do you think Judas was interested in serving the poor? No. 
when you go to John, he said he was angry because he was a thief. This Judas has been dipping into the pocket, the treasury of the money for the disciples and using on his own. That was evident when he got the 30 silver coins later on. His heart was not for, he was upset that he could have taken more money for himself. The disciples were not clear of what they were doing and they were indignant and they criticized for everything that she did. Uh, So when you are criticizing people, when you are indignant, when you are angry, when you are bitter, looking at people of their worship and devotion, uh, what would you leave behind? Probably no legacy. Because you are focusing on other people all the time. Instead of focusing on yourself. Instead of focusing on the gifts and talents that God has given to you. You look at other people and you get angry. You get angry that why is pastor preaching every Sunday? Why is somebody singing every Sunday? Couldn't there be other people? Why is he doing the youth? Why is he doing the children? Why is he leading the life group? It could be I could be the one doing that. Or I can do better than that. But we don't act on our anticipation on our gift we just sit back and being indignant grieved of what other people are doing and we are angry at them and then we let more people come in and say yes 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 and we snort at them like a horse snorts right well mary wasn't bothered she did it anyway she did it anyway it says here it says here in uh uh and uh So Jesus said, leave her alone. Eh? Leave her alone. So Mary believed Jesus would die for the sins of the world. She anticipated the death of Christ and acted on it. And Jesus said, she has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for barrier. Shortly, I say to you, and we have read this. Wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Mary built her legacy on her devotion. What kind of legacy we want to build? For me, Psalm 78 is great. I want to read it for you. This is about how we need to share the mighty works and praise of God. We will not hide from them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done, that the generation to come might know them, that the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children. That's the legacy I would like Santa Clara First Baptist Church to leave behind. That the children that are here today will know the mighty works of God and praise Him. That the children that are yet to be born in this area, in Santa Clara, in Santa Clara County, in San Jose, will also come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and God because we do not hide from them. But we talk about the glorious work and mighty work of God. That's the church, that's the kind of church we want to leave behind, right? That's the kind of church we want to leave behind. Yes. Now, so then, let us align our values, our principles, let us align our priorities on our convictions. Let us 
Let us anticipate what is going to come and act upon it before it come upon us. And let's show our devotion to the city and the community. Then we can build a legacy. Santa Clara First Baptist Church, pray with your pastor. We want 2020 to be a year where we take a big step for the next phase of our church. You with me? 2020, right? Next phase of our church. Uh, What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. But I know God has a plan. And He will give clarity to all of us and Pastor will be able to share this with you. And hopefully, I'll be able to share to the board and the staff coming summer. But one of the things that I know is that if there is any barrier for the gospel and for the kingdom in this church, we want to remove that barrier or those barriers. Are you with me? Oh, you can't take back your word. (laughs) Let's pray for that. Can we do that? All right. So... Legacies are not built on capital alone. We'll have the worship team come up. Legacies are not built on capitals alone. For Jeff Bezos and uh, the Amazon, he, he took the capital and he built his company on the 14 leadership principles and went with it because he was convicted about it. Right? For Mary, it was her conviction that Jesus is Lord and she gave everything to it. What is your conviction? And what are you willing to give to it? That's the homework for the week. What are your convictions? And what are you willing to give to it? Mary gave everything. Jeff gave out his work lucrative job in Wall Street. Started something that was an, he said, 70% chance of failure. I want to encourage you. Go home and think about that. Right? And next Sunday. What is next Sunday? Celebration Sunday. We're going to celebrate what God has done for you and I. We're going to lift Him up and give glory to His name. Send in your testimony. Write to me. Let's give glory to His name.